Hey queen, welcome to the Divinely Crowned Conversations podcast, where we get real, honest, open, and transparent about the everyday journey of being the queen we are destined to be. There is no holding back as we have intimate conversations about where we come from, where we are, and where we are going in our lives, personally, professionally, and everywhere in between as we build the queendoms of our lives. So stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Divinely Crowned Conversations podcast. I am your girl, Davina, and I am so grateful that you decided to tune into this week's episode. Um, Before I bring on my guest, who is virtual today, she is not in the studio with me, but before I do bring her on, I just wanted to give you some reminders. You know, I always start with my reminders and, you know, my shout outs or whatever else I need to do. So just make sure you are liking this video, subscribing to the Divinely Crowned Conversations podcast on Spotify and Apple Music. Make sure you are following following Divinely Crowned on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Listen, just put Divinely Crowned with no ED, just a D on the end in Google, and you will find me, Um, as well as make sure you are you know, checking out divinelycrown.com. Right now, I do have a few things going on. I have my digital bundle that I just released at the beginning of the summer. Listen, it is self-love summer over this way in the Divinely Crowned queendom. So I want to make sure that my queens are out there making sure they are loving themselves and getting all that they need to just continue to be the most confident, happy, versions of themselves. So you can check that bundle out in the link. Um, I'll put it in the show notes, as well as you can find that on my website, divinelycrown.com. Also, I am still open to taking new clients for life coaching, confidence life coaching, um, so that I have a special running for that. So DM me and we can get you set up for some coaching with yours truly. We're going to get these crowns right, okay? All the rest of 2023 and beyond. Also, I am so excited because I am volunteering at with the SafeNet in Erie, PA for their summer soiree. This year, it's called Bloom Under the Moon, their SafeNet annual garden party. Um, it is to, uh, their biggest fundraiser, which I'm, I love that I'm a part of this, but um, it will be August 11th, um, and the tickets are 125 but listen... It will be worth it because it's going to be food. There is VIP for those VIP people. We have the Breeze Band, so they're going to be giving you all the vibes. We have the Sunday Vegan Truck. So it's going to be vibes. And listen, y'all already know how I'm coming about my events. So I'm definitely going to leave a divine touch. And I would love to see you guys come out and support, um, you know, this great cause that we have. So, um, yes. So those are my announcements. Listen, look at y'all. I'm getting better. I got announcements now and stuff. But either way, also don't forget, you know, get in the comments, talk to us. We like to talk back. Um, Yeah. So without further ado, I'm going to bring tonight's divine guest onto the screen so we can get this conversation started. Hello. 
Hi. Hello, everyone. Yes. So, you guys, this is my divine guest for tonight, Miss Courtney Nicole, the dream girl herself. And we will definitely get into why we call her that in the first place. But before I do, I'm going to let her just do a slight hello to the people, introduce herself before we get into this conversation. Yes. So hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be on on the Divinely Crowned Conversations. Um, And, you know, I know this is she's interviewing me. But however, I just want to say before I introduce myself, like, I'm so proud of you. And I'm so excited for all the things that you are doing for our city. Um, And that's kind of my segue into who I am. My name is Courtney Nicole, aka The Dream Girl. And I am actually from Erie, Pennsylvania. For those uh, who know me, hey, what's up, family? For those who do not know, I'm originally from Erie, PA. I have um, transitioned to Columbus, Ohio. I've been here almost 10 years. Um, And currently now, um, I feel like I am really like walking and living in my purpose just Mm. as a person and just all the goals and things that I um, have planned and set for my life and even God you know set before my life as well Um, I found myself always loving fashion interested in fashion and now I am actually like legitimately working in fashion and so it's just a beautiful thing when your passion and your purpose meets um and, you know, I, like I said, I enjoy fashion, but I also enjoy helping people get to their next and figuring out what they want to do with their lives as well. So I'm in a space in, in a space in fashion where I get to help creatives um, help their dreams come to fruition. And even they may not know what they want to do, but so I'm going to cut you off figure that because out. we can so, get into yeah. it. We're going to get into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Look, because she already ready to go. And you know why? Because Courtney does something similar on Instagram, which I have the pleasure of being on her show called Dream Chads. And yeah. so she does this just as well as me. And we are actually family. So let me real quick. I got to shout out Heather in the comments. She said, come through with the announcements. Thank you, okay. Heather. <laughs> But I always like to share like why, how, you know, I know my divine guest and our background is we are actually cousins. We are some Paisley Queens, innovators, creators, powerhouses, all that. And so we definitely have um, grown together in our relationship. And I would like to consider Courtney one of my best friends, like for sure. We have grown into these grown women doing our thing, chasing our dreams. And so I've had the pleasure, like I said, of being on her show a few times. I was a guest and I took over. I did the Divinely Crown takeover. And what's even crazier, you guys, I get on Facebook today. I look at my memories and both of the shows that we ever did together were on the 19th of yes. July. <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh my God, like how, like and numbers is a very interesting thing. I believe there's a lot of power in numbers. I mean, for even with people, bringing people together, there's power yeah. in number, numbers. But like 19, I got to look up what that means. Cause it's like, wow, like last two episodes and this, she just happened to pick this date. So I just love it. And I know tonight is going to be a great conversation. She already gave y'all a little bit too much information. (laughs) I didn't know how much she wanted to give me to give, you know. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. So Courtney, let's get into this conversation. And like I said, guys, make sure you are in the comments. Listen, she's from out of town and she got a lot of wisdom of things. <laughs> I'm always talking to her. So if you have questions, you know, get in the comments and make sure you're sharing this video and subscribing. So let's get into it. So Courtney, Divinely Crowned Conversations is all about talking about where we come from, where we're at, and where we're going. So I always like to start at the beginning. Young Courtney Nicole, she says, she said in her advertisement, 814 made me, 614, no, 814 raised me, 614 made me. So talk about 814 raising you and what young Courtney was about. You know, um, it's funny like you don't really appreciate where you're until you're really like you're gone gone um i've been going from erie since i was 19 mm, actually um so i've been away longer than 10 years but i've just been in ohio for uh, almost 10 years so i've been away for almost 15 years um however growing up as courtney nicole um you know i grew up in the church mm-hmm. <laughs> i grew up with you know both of my parents in the home I grew up with a little brother, um, but I also grew up a individual who knew who she was, who was very confident in who she was, but somewhere along the line, um, I lost that confidence, Mm. Um, and I lost, and I started to be confused about, no, who are you, Mm. Um, and it's so interesting, because I was talking about, so where I work, we run a summer program, a fashion program. And, you know, the kids to two days ago, they were like, Miss Courtney, Miss Courtney, what's one thing that you can think about from your past um, that you regret? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, well, I don't really regret anything. I said, however, what I will tell you all is don't let anyone discourage you Mm. um, at this age. And I said, Mm. I can recall and remember, you know, there are lots of, I said, we all have a lot of talents and gifts and abilities. And one of mine was writing and I, I still love to write, which is, we'll talk more about what I do at work too, mm-hmm. um, on like the writing side, but all this is going to make sense. Y'all I promise. <laughs> um, I said, I loved to write. I used to write for the Erie times news when I was a child, um, when I was in middle school, um, they had a, I don't know if they still have the page. It's called fresh ink. Um, and like during around that time, like, you know, teenage adolescence age, um, growing up in a church being, having to like put on this, you have to be like perfect almost, Mm. you can't mess up, um, wanting to be what your parents want you to be Mm -hmm. or what they think you should be. Um, and then outside forces such as peers, you know, uh, so I was writing for the paper and I will never forget this, um, Walked in, only black girl in the room. Mm. Uh, my my articles got featured a lot. So put two and two together. Only black girl. Articles featured a lot. Room yeah. full of, you know, white people. Can I say that? Yes. Uh, this um, is real honest, <laughs> open and transparent. We love you all, but it's real. We ain't sugarcoating, okay? This is my life. No, no, I'm in this a is sea, our story. I'm in a sea full of white people and, you know, I'm confident, right? But then in the back of my mind, I still have to be perfect in all in this room. And then, so I walk in one day, and I'll never forget this. This girl, the white girl said, everybody's a, a bit racist today, as soon as I walk in, right? That moment on, 
that was like a pivotal moment in my life where I completely kind of lost confidence in like every wow. gift and ability that I had. And I'm, and I started to second guess and question myself. Um, and I know it sounds crazy. Um, that should be like a motivating and fire for some people. But for me, already being a minority in that space, mm-hmm. already having the confidence, right, but not having the validation mm-hmm. amongst my peers in that setting, that sent me kind of like on this spiral of, well, wow. am I good enough? Wow. Wow. And yeah. And what, what, how old were you when that first happened? I was 13, 14. I was 14. Wow. So that's still when you're 13, 14. That's like puberty, like really developing into a young woman and trying to find your identity and then being pretty much told you are not valuable is almost what it is, or you're not enough or so. Yeah, I can. I, wow. That first of all, I didn't even know all that. Yeah, I never told. Yeah, wow, that's, that's deep. But wow, so I, so it's like okay, you're a PK kid growing yeah. up. You know, I, I, I love my faith, but I definitely understand different experiences of being a PK kid, or you know, my parents were youth pastors, and trying to find knowing that you know, I, for me personally, I, I love the Lord, but trying to find. Who, who he is to me, but also yes. listening to like what your parents are telling you and what your parents are saying, this is how it should be. So you're a PK kid, which mm-hmm. if you guys don't know, that's a preacher's kid. She yes. grew up in the church and having to figure out your identity with that. And then one of your first jobs, somebody else telling you your identity. So that's, that's deep. That's deep. And then even as a PK, like my life was a little bit different. Um, because I didn't start out as a PK. Like some kids are born mm-hmm. into their baby. Yeah. Their parents are PKs. It didn't happen like that for me. So, um, you know, my father, I got to see him. It, it's just so interesting. It's so crazy. When I think about it in my mind, I got to see my father grow up and mature. Mm. This is, makes sense when hey, I say this. Yeah. Like my father wasn't always safe. So like I saw the, the, the worst of him. Mm-hmm. I get you. you know, I get you. You know, I Can you elaborate him. just a little? Like, yeah, not yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. tell his no, business. No, no, no. I know like, what you mean. For somebody who is like, what? Listen, my daddy, my daddy would tell his business. Yeah. You know? So, but yeah, like, you know, in a my way. My dad that was in guess- the, yeah, of course. You know, my dad was in the streets. Like, you know, my dad was, one thing about him, he was in the streets, but at the same time, he made sure his family was taken care of mm-hmm. um, and that we were good. Um, and, you know, my dad came to Christ in 93 mm-hmm. 94 maybe 93-94 but it's so mm-hmm. crazy because I remember like little things that he used to do mm-hmm. um and like just even seeing his transition to I remember my dad used to smoke cigarettes like it was crazy and I was so young but I remember things like that I mm-hmm. remember my dad used to drink I've seen pictures and things like that you know of, and stories just from my parents but you know when my dad got saved, like, I re- distinctly remember that. He gave his life to the Christ. He, um, shortly after that, he was a deacon in the church. Wow. You know, meaning, a deacon and a trustee, meaning, like, for those of you who don't know, like, responsibilities were to maintain the church and make sure the members were, you know, were fine, check on them um, in bere- times of bereavement and things like that. That's what deacons do. Trustees handle finances and such. Mm-hmm. After- that he now to the ministry so he's a minister 
So this is a very fast paced thing that happened mm-hmm. in his life over the course of like, I would say maybe three to five years. Yeah. And then he was ordained as an elder. And then from there, by the time I was in high school, uh, my dad was a pastor. Full-fledged so, pastor. A full-fledged pastor. So just imagine like, I'm not saying my house was chaotic or anything. It wasn't, but like there was a different way of living. A trans and then happy a transformation. transformation. Happy transformation. Heavy. Also, I said heavy. That's a heavy oh, transformation. Oh, for sure. Yes. <laughs> and then wow. being like with my dad, like and both of my parents, you know, being super involved and active in the church, like that's mm-hmm. all I did. Yeah. Um, that was my life. Uh and I'm and I will I used to be so resentful, like I was in church all the time. This now I understand, like I have a very solid foundation. Um, mm-hmm. Would I do that to my child? Absolutely not. <laughs> would not recommend. However, there's a balance in things, but I am thankful that um, I have that strong foundation to lean mm-hmm. on. Um, not saying that it was always easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, being being the, you know, even before the pastor child, being the girl that is always a leader. And standing up and always out in front, you know, singing in the choir, you know, praise team, all those things that were very outward facing. Um, and then transitioning to that, to your church, like your father's church. So, like, we had to be, the, we were the nucleus. Yeah. You know, we had to build the church. Yeah. My mother, my father, and my brother. So, yeah. like, that's a lot of pressure, too. Yeah. Uh, and I want to ask, like, or, as you, at, like, you, like you said, you... You, you were your parent. Your parents were worldly in the world, doing the worldly things as a younger girl, and as you're growing and trying to find yourself and learn who you are, even from a little girl. Because I feel like even my kids are eight and ten; they're learning who they are on their own, finding their own identity. To be yeah. kind of, do you ever feel like your life was pretty much your own ever? Like never as a grow younger. No, no, not not at, not during those times. Um, like, what? How do you feel, I feel like, like my life was? The, I feel like my life was. Um, it was always centered around church, right? Mm-hmm. There was like there was no such thing as life outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't want to be negative about it because mm-hmm. there are some obviously positive things that came out of that. But I don't feel like I got the chance to actually be a child. It was like I was a baby adult, mm, if that deep. makes sense. Yeah. Um, by like, you had to grow up fast. Here, like, I, I had to grow up extremely and be fast. More, and like, it's almost like because there's a there is a level of you know like they're always saying. I just saw a meme. It was like, you guys wonder why like the PK kids were like you know did what they did and act like they were still trying to learn on their own too. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, there, that's a lot of responsibility. You do kind of have to grow up faster because you have to kind of be like, cause you are, are a leader. You. Yeah. A leader. And almost yeah. not. And you don't even, you're, you you do not choose to be a leader. Some of y'all probably weren't leaders. <laughs> and you don't want to be like, sometimes you just don't want to be a leader in the light that everyone expects you to be mm. a leader. And yeah. I will say this, though. Um, my mother did tell me, like, hey, you be you. That's the one mm-hmm. thing she did tell me through the That's process good. of my dad, like, you know, becoming a pastor. And um, she's like, you be you. At the same time, sometimes being me and you guys that get to know me is so unconventional. And, yeah. like, it's not natural for people, right? Um, and, you know, since we're talking about the Lord and talking about God, 
God does not, I'm a so out of the box type of person. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that doesn't translate well in a setting, a religious setting that is a box, Mm -hmm. if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, And being truly. What what about if it doesn't make sense for those who it might not make sense to? You want to say it again? I said, if it doesn't make sense to somebody, what what would you, how would you break that down? I would break it down like this. So growing up in church is very, um, it's a method to everything. Like it has to be like this. We sing, we offering, and we do like this and we sing this way and nothing, there's no, people are pretty resistant to change. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel in the church. Mm -hmm. And so I think, um, when outside of the box things like come into play when you're in a religious setting or a church setting, it's, it's unheard of. Mm-hmm. Um, however, and people are very resistant to it, but man, I ain't trying to preach. Man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to say this you. real quick. No, you um, said so I have Bible a question real quick. That, you know. Oh, can you hear me? What? <laughs> Yeah, that might have to be a whole other uh, thing. But I do want to come talk about you know the church thing because we're we're talking about this and with our generation, everybody is yeah, trying yeah. to find their way. And and you know, the, I I know there's a lot of people that mm-hmm. are still in the church and stuff like that. But I kind of want you, if you could, like maybe what would you like to see? Now it's 2023. And what change would you like to see to be able to draw young people, young adults back in? Or what do you what do you personally because everybody has their own opinion. But what do you personally feel with make, make, you know, church more inviting for it? Because I go to a church that I feel like is pretty inviting. um, But I do know there's a lot of churches that still hmm. these our younger generation is like, listen, like, I ain't going because of this, this and that. But like. Maybe a suggestion that somebody might, maybe somebody who's in the, you know, one of these pastors might need to hear. Okay. So let's, I'm going to be honest about um, me right now. So Mm -hmm. I do not go to church. Mm -hmm. I I will say this. I am not a member of a church. So, Mm -hmm. however, I have found more value for myself. This is me personally, but then I will, I will get to your question. Mm -hmm. For me, during the pandemic was the closest I have ever gotten to the Lord because mm. I had to force myself to sit down, read my word, pray, and really like get an understanding of what does Courtney believe? Mm-hmm. Like the word of God says, try the spirit, right? And see if it's of God. I'm quoting it wrong, but pretty much it's saying like, hey, like, is this God or is this not God? And so I had to try my beliefs. Like, okay, mm-hmm. is this a legalistic belief or is this a belief that is keeping me in bondage and not in direct relationship with God mm-hmm. or is this a belief or did this come from the word right or does this come from God or did man just make it up because they thought it was cute mm. um so I had to challenge my beliefs in my traditions and seeing like does this really work is this what God is really saying for my life now mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't go to church okay like to each their own church. <laughs> because the Bible says don't forsaking the assembling of yourself with other believers, oh. right? For me, I don't, and, and it just depends on who you are. For me, I don't think that means don't forsake yourself from the church. Mm-hmm. Now, what helps me is I, I think the biggest thing is getting back to the basics and getting back to the roots. I feel mm-hmm. like 
the draw away from church is it has become so theatrical and so um how can I put it it's not focused on basic principles of the word of God mm-hmm. and I think people just want realness mm-hmm. uh, and understanding as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. um and I think what would draw more people is you know because I sit and think about things back in the day like this don't even make sense. And then you open the, your Bible and like, oh, this is why it don't make sense. It's completely out of context. Mm. So I think, um, and I know I am, there. I'm, I'm not called to people who like are, don't completely know nothing about God, like, and are not saved. But I am called to those who have left, mm-hmm. right? Mm. And who know, you know, I'm one of those, like, we know God, we know the Lord, but like, do we really know mm-hmm. um and we're trying to figure out what that is for us so i know i'm called to those people mm-hmm. that's you know um real quick i, have, I can go so deep latoya for some reason i can't see the first message but the second message latoya said was i was raised a jehovah's witness so i get this full fold Devonna, she said, yes, Courtney, I deeply resonate with you. Thank you for being transparent about your journey. Absolutely. Yeah. Ain't no holding um, back. <laughs> no, it's no holding back. And I just think, I just think for me, like, and for all of us and all of you who may be on here, who may have experienced something similar to me, it's really getting by yourself. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, what do you really desire? Like, I know I desire truth. Mm-hmm. and I asked like okay God like what is truth what is this when I open this book I need this to be I need you to give me the understanding and I need to throw away everything that I learned right good or bad and really figure out your relationship truth and my mm-hmm. relationship and that looks different for everyone everybody mm-hmm. um and and for me personally I prefer intimate groups being with small smaller groups and really discussing and breaking down like okay what does this actually mean for real mm-hmm. like what's the historical or what's yeah what's the historical background behind all of this because I mm-hmm. feel like we just do things just to do them because it's mm-hmm. tradition and don't really even understand yeah, why we're doing them mm-hmm. and is it even beneficial like you know so I can go on and on and on about this yeah, you know well, let's get back into you but... we, we have a whole service on no, bro, no, no service okay <laughs> That's but yeah so I want to go I want to go back to this 13 14 year old girl yeah. who lost her confidence because you know divinely crown is all about confidence and self-love and you know I mean everybody kind of knows my similar journey journey of just I have low self-esteem and it definitely came from like just my size all the time or whatever but so it was longer than that I've been telling people lately I was a free spirit but I had low self-esteem like I was insecure but either way you kind of started losing your confidence around 13 so take me through that journey of now you're 13 to 19, you leave Erie. So mm-hmm. what is where was Courtney at around that time? So <laughs> it, it almost felt like uh, crushing um, experience after experience from mm-hmm. then on, to be completely honest. So that happened. High school, um, I was dead set on going to Collegiate Academy. Like, you know, I apply. I had no other options. Like, no, this is the option. Like, 
I'm most likely to succeed. I'm mm-hmm. I'm doing all these things. Like I'm on good kids on the news. Like I'm <laughs> out here doing it as a kid. You know, that's how I felt about myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, getting into high school. So I found I applied, found out I didn't get in, crushed my soul. Crushed my soul, right? Obviously I graduated from academy, but Tell um, me because you know people are not look. Yes. Oh, everybody ain't from Erie, so what is academy? Oh, if you so collegiate academy, yes. collegiate academy is a you know right now I don't know where they are now, but They're when I was in high school, I was uh, the, we were ranked the top five in the nation for academics. So mm-hmm. it was basically a college. It's a college prep school. Mm-hmm. Um, it's run like college, mm-hmm. um, and this academic standards were very, very high. You have to apply to get in, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that like, that was a, a big crush to my confidence because all of my other smart friends got in, um, but Courtney didn't. So it was like, oh, like, dang, like I can't win for losing. Mm-hmm. Um, I always felt like from the end, and then again, other things continued to happen uh where it was just like I'm always losing like why do I always have to get the short end of the stick and I feel Uh like I'm doing all the right things um Uh I I started dating and that was a disaster (laughs) we'll leave it at that dating Um, is a disaster no let me stop real quick Keithan said relatable Courtney Shout out to Keithan. Yes. He's definitely going to be one of my kings. When I start getting my kings on here, he definitely going to be on here. But either way, that's another story. Yes. No, but like, it's like a crush to your confidence when like, you feel like you're doing the right thing, but like, you're like, you're losing. And I'm doing Mm. air quotes because you're not really losing. You're learning. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that caused me to kind of overthink. Like I'm still an overthinker to this day. And I will think myself into a scenario that didn't even happen yet. Like, okay. (laughs) I'm just being, I'm just being real, you know? And, but where do you think that comes from real quick? Where do you think for your, because I know my, and, and I've, I've been in therapy, so I understand for me why I'm an overthinker, but like, do you feel like there's something that has made you be an overthinker? Oh, absolutely. I feel like being an overthinker, uh, always never feeling like I was enough for something mm-hmm. makes me overthink. Mm-hmm. And so, and like, yes, rejection is a part of life, right? But mm-hmm. who wants to keep like, doing the right thing and still being rejected, right? Yeah. yeah However, yeah. I'm still going to do the right thing wherever because yeah. I know that when it's my time for whatever that is, and, you know, I've had my time moments. We'll get to that too. But um, that was very discouraging. So it's always like, well, what could I have done better? And and I think it's fine to be reflective and like, hey, hindsight everything and think about what could you have done better what can you improve on but when it becomes obsessive that's mm-hmm. a problem mm-hmm. and that became obsessive for me in everything in my life um and again like I'm gonna be completely real I still deal with overthinking to this day just certain things I don't deal with them you know certain things I'm fine with it but um yeah that those the failures is what caused me to overthink as well as I will say this um perfectionism in the sense of sometimes I feel like we learn in church that we have to be perfect for lack of a better mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I understand what you mean by that. I, what, yeah. And and 
what I mean is like I'm trying to break it down a little bit like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's no room for error right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you're too afraid to mess up because yeah. I'm just gonna frankly say oh I'm gonna go to hell if I mess up yeah like you yeah. know what I mean and so like you have this like constant state of fear of not being enough and not being perfect enough mm-hmm. and it just translates through your life wow and yeah so it's like god am I good enough for you Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're so always true. thinking yeah always wow. thinking and that that is definitely I can definitely relate to that as well um just feeling like you're not enough for God and God's like what like I sent my son for you if that's what you believe I believe he sent his son right. for you and not learning grace like I feel like we were taught like all these things and and don't give me your I love listen I was the one packing buses of in of friends to come to church but I also know there are things that I struggled with or still have yeah. struggled with as a Christian woman because of what I was taught and things like that so it's like I didn't learn how what grace really was until a few years ago like oh there this is grace so learning that we we can have grace on ourselves and God has major grace on us but still used to having to be a certain way and you can't mess yeah. up and if you do you're like so it's like it's a it's yeah I can totally understand what you mean and living your life out of fear is not a life at all whether yeah. that's like because that's that's a deep root of it is really mm-hmm. fear so not being enough is the fear of not being measuring up to what you set for yourself mm-hmm. and what other people mm-hmm. set for our set for us whether mm-hmm. that's our parents um and sometimes like I know me like my biggest it's like I don't want to I don't want to want to disappoint God yeah but however like you I can't be because of his grace I can't be too much of a disappointment to him if Mm -hmm. I am literally following the path I'm done talking about that anyway (laughs) um and I I did not I know. I wasn't trying to preach. Listen, but this is, but let's, in all honesty, this is part of Courtney's journey. And it seems as though you are still, these are things that I feel like it seems like you're even realizing now and being more aware of now. And so, like, you're sharing your journey. And this is a big part of your journey is your walk with the Lord. So, no, I mean, listen, and, and, and somebody needs to hear this. There's going to be so, so many people that listen and like, I can resonate with this. Like, just like Devonna said, just like Latoya said, they, yeah. they, they understand. And there are going to be others that understand this. So listen, mm-hmm. but we were talking about, you know, just that transformation of, yeah. you know, even you being from Erie, let's talk about you. Yeah. Erie. To now you're in Columbus at 19. Yes. I didn't even realize you moved out there. Now you're you're in your 30s with me, big 30s. Okay. okay. You know, Sorry, Jesus year, yes. yeah. <laughs> Jesus yeah. year. It is our Jesus year. That's what I call and I are like year. less like a week apart, literally. Yeah. So, yep. Yes. But um, um, and she has the same birthday as my daughter. But so from 19, you left here. You're still in, you just graduated and you so, went to Columbus or so, school. So I went to school. Um, so from about, I went to school when I was 18. However, you know, when you're 18, going to school, like you come back at home in the summers or whatever. So I would come back home, work during summers. Um, and then, but at 19 is when I completely moved out. Oh, sorry. I'm outside, guys. I was trying to like, trying to get the weather and I, I got my... <laughs> tomato plants over here and it's like the flies are over there but anyway um 
so at 19, I moved right outside of Pittsburgh. Um, and yeah, I was there for a few years. Uh, 22, 21, I got married. 21, um, married. Mm. Yeah, I know. Crazy. I was a child. So, yeah. and, and, you know, I can speak freely about this and, you know, no disrespect to anybody, whatever, mm-hmm. like it's He's part of my life. my life. It's my life. Yes, it um, is. And, you know, being 17 in a relationship mm. and getting married at 21, like, First of all, do not I do not recommend that. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just being honest. In the Listen, sense of, like you don't know who you are. Like you don't know who you are. Year old, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I put a lot of unnecessary stress on my life by trying to rush and mm-hmm. prove people wrong, right? Um, and you know, I can say all of this because I'm okay with it. And um, I, I um. Oh, shoot. I lost my train of thought. I don't recommend getting married yet. I didn't know who I was. That's what I was mm-hmm. getting. At. I didn't know who I was. And then marrying out of this is the just the next step in life. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like our parents and stuff were married, but they really never talked about like, what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, not just because like, this is the godly way to do things. Like, it's beyond that. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was like things I didn't understand. And it was more so like, hey, this is the next step in your life, you know, getting into the whole, like, you're living together, like, so you should be married, so, like, okay, cool, even though in my heart, like, and people were already, like, oh, this relationship shouldn't happen, like, and I'm, like, oh, no, I'm gonna prove you wrong, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the wrong spirit, and it's completely immature, right, but, you Because you you're only 21 and still learning, so, of course, you're making immature decision <laughs> yes but do not recommend however <laughs> not i learned so much mm-hmm. i learned so much about myself within the time i was married so i was married for about seven years just mm-hmm. insane i can't believe that i feel so old um and you know i'm not married anymore i'm divorced however i have a beautiful daughter out of that marriage mm-hmm. um and so i say that to say this my marriage is what brought me to columbus mm-hmm. Um, my ex-husband is from Columbus and, um, I just decided to stay after because Columbus is where I saw the most opportunity mm-hmm. for myself. And I saw the growth and development in the city of Columbus. So I'm forever grateful, um, for that relationship. I'm just gonna say that I really am because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that, mm-hmm. to be completely mm-hmm. honest. Um, like how would have God would have got me to Columbus, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Or God, I feel like sometimes we take detours to the path that we're supposed to be on. Mm, and big so a huge detour, but God always redirects you to where you're supposed mm-hmm, to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't feel like I'm all the way where I need to be at yet as mm-hmm. far as my purpose. But he put me back on the journey and a path towards that by mm-hmm. being in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And I have opportunities that I never thought I would have just by being here. And so... Um, yeah, divorce. I ended up staying here in Columbus. I had a little baby when I was uh, going through my divorce. Uh, Charlie Ray. Charlie Ray. Mm-hmm. She was nine months, like literally, like after she was born, like mm-hmm. uh, under a year old, trying to figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. My father at the time was like, you can come home if you want to. And I said, I got to figure my life out. 
Um, can we can we back like just stop right there real quick because absolutely. even you talking about divorce, okay? Can we get mm-hmm. real about oh, yeah, that? Oh yeah, get real, real. because. Mm-hmm. That I know divorce is like at an all time high. I know that within the church, divorce is like, you know, we're not, yeah, we're not supposed taboo. to. And in general, like I feel like a lot of people, let's let's talk outside of the church. A lot of people do look at divorce as failure. Like I failed. And you talked about even like how, I'm, you know, I'm overthinking because I feel like I didn't do enough and stuff like that. So oh, yeah. there's somebody out there that might be in our age bracket or any age, okay, let's let's just say that, who might be have, who is either maybe on the verge of divorce or maybe is struggling because they got divorced. Like what have you learned because from being be getting divorced and things like that, that might be beneficial or helpful to somebody else that might be in that same situation right now? Because we don't talk about this, I don't think. Oh, we right. don't, we don't talk about it and Sometimes I like I used to shy away from it because I didn't want to make other people uncomfortable. But at the same time, it's not about that. It's about who needs to hear it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, can you hear me? Okay. Are you on? You can. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yep, okay, I I hear it went off. Okay, Ooh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> that was a liar. The devil's a liar. <laughs> hey, um, what I would say is is it worth the work mm-hmm. right are that's the first thing i would say and i'll explain mm-hmm. what i mean by that is it worth the work also communication is key i know that that's super cliche um mm-hmm. that's and the truth. who are you doing this for mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, and so what I mean by is it worth the work like we know like any type of relationship platonic relationships marriage but since we're talking about marriage like you have to go into it and if you're already in it like thinking about is this really worth the work did God put this together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is this what I'm supposed to be doing and I know this sounds I hope this makes sense to y'all but um, I think sometimes we don't think about the work that it takes for something. And I was very young and I, I didn't think about it. It was more so this is what I, this is the right thing to do. And wrong. Mm-hmm. So doing it for the right reasons, thinking about the, the work that it's going to take and having that open communication and um, dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I will say this, you know, I was 26 when I got divorced. So I feel like when I hit the age of 24, I, um, it, it's like this light bulb click and it was like, you did this all for the wrong reason. Oof. Real quick. Kate said like, with, um, with divorce being common, we need to have these combos. It would remove so much shame. She also said, yes, all relationships are work. And Devonna said, yes, yeah. Court. No, it's then I'm definitely like, I had shame. Hmm? Oh, I said, go ahead. What'd you say? Oh, you can't, you're delayed a little bit. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's, and it's like, I felt like I had a scarlet letter on me. Like, you feel so dirty. Like, mm. I am. How about now? Good. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I was saying, no, yeah, like, it is, like, you feel like you have the scarlet letter walking around, like, you, you, you know, and then having a child and being divorced, it feels like, ugh, like, you're so undesirable, like, you're nothing. Like, you know, you feel like a second-class citizen, and I had to get out of that, um, but, you know, doing it for the wrong reasons, again, it's like, when I, no, I was about 25. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. I woke up and was like, I did this all for the wrong reasons. Let's go to counseling. Let's go to therapy. Let's figure this out. And so I always say, I always try to give my 100,000% before I say like, absolutely not. Right. Mm -hmm. So I tried, I tried, but it just, and it's okay. Like that person that was not my person. Mm -hmm. However, we have a beautiful daughter. Um, and it's like, and I'm okay, mm-hmm. you know, and we're okay um, with the decision that we both made not to continue our marriage. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, actually, I can't speak for him. I can't <laughs> speak for myself. <laughs> we don't know um, what he got it going on. <laughs> we don't know, girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is my baby okay? That's all I yeah. But anyway, uh, no, but like, I, I'm okay with that decision because I know that I did everything I could. Mm-hmm. I had and I had to have intense counseling over that because mm-hmm. again, I don't like to lose. Mm-hmm. I don't like to fail. And it's like, what did I do yeah. wrong? And what didn't I do wrong? Or, and what did I do right too, mm-hmm. right? So I can keep doing those things in my in my next marriage. What do I need to keep doing right? But what and not beating myself up about the areas of growth that I needed because I wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing that people don't fess up to. Like, yes, we can talk about what the other party did, blah, blah, blah. But when I actually sat down and looked at who Courtney was, mm. um, I learned some things too. Like, oh, wow. Okay, I'm I not taking that. that into a marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. No, and you saying that, that's true because like even – we all, it's like, he did it, she did it, she did it. And it's like, yes, they might have played a big part or whatever part, but what about you? Like, what about you? We're not perfect. <laughs> we are all flawed. So what things, like you yeah. said, can I look at myself and say, dang, like you said, I don't want to take this part of me into this next relationship. I want to be more patient. I want to be more understanding. Oh, I want to no. be this part and move forward so i love that you said we can't we we gotta look at ourselves too because we ain't perfect let me um get in these comments because the comments is coming y'all she's speaking uh keith and said this is great the Wait, uncomfortable conversations can save many you preaching also being yes. honest with you can ah. save your life Bri- Brianna said, when you focus on you, life changes for sure. That's so true. Kate said, gaining self-realization and learning more about yourself is a beautiful blessing to take away from it. That is so true with the, even like yes. you said, with the divorce and saying to yourself, like, I feel like I had the scarlet letter on me and things like that. But like, mm-hmm. it was all for a purpose. Like you said, even being beca- like coming to Columbus and who you are now and what you've learned about yourself. Mm-hmm. So real quick, before we get off this subject, yes. cause I know we could be, listen every now I'm just have to have like certain <laughs> topics and just bring everybody on. But what would you tell somebody who might have been in the same position you are who is in that position that you are when it comes to feeling like you failed when it comes to divorce like what would you tell them to keep them going forward into their next chapter um for i would tell them don't think about the failure think about it in the sense switch it around like hey this is what i learned mm-hmm. this is what i learned and this is what i am this and this is and find a space to figure out who you are right Mm -hmm. and so how do you evolve from the situation too as well um because you are enough right Mm -hmm. 
not right. No, you are. Mm -hmm. You are mm -hmm. enough. Um, you are not a failure, but you are in this game of life. You're learning and you're playing this game. And I hate to call it a game, but like, kind of feels like feeling like if that's what it feels like like yeah. um but no we're in this like and we're learning right and even to this day I'm still learning to give myself grace just on certain things but mm -hmm. um also I would recommend um therapy mm -hmm. I'm just gonna throw that out there yes. uh, I you know we big I, advocates over at divinely crown we big no, therapy advocates <laughs> I attended therapy and I attended a divorce group that was mm -hmm. like four months long it was super intense like wow. um and being in and being intentional about your healing yes. and and the lessons and searching for those lessons within mm -hmm. the we got to find another word besides failure but yeah. for lack of a better word finding the lessons in the failure mm-hmm mm-hmm Finding the lessons in the lessons, in the there hard lessons, in the hard lessons, right? <laughs> we have Brianna. She said, "Bingo!" Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was when you were talking about the other stuff. So, but well, no, thank you for your willingness to talk about that because, like we've said, even in the comments, we do not talk about real stuff like that. Okay. And that needs to be talked about because somebody needs to be set free. You hear me? Brianna said release. release. Yes. Okay. Yes. No, release. I love it. So you're in Columbus now and you are in that journey. So take me through this Columbus journey. Let, let's, let's t tell me where you want to go in that journey. Oh, yeah. Okay, Sorry. so let's talk about, we can talk about my career, like, mm -hmm. so yes. I moved to Columbus, I love, like, I absolutely, like I said, I love helping people get to their next, right, and helping them really figure out, like, what are those innate abilities and things that they have that they can utilize um, to, well, number one, utilize to make money, mm -hmm. uh, and utilize, um, to fulfill their purpose and their pa like their passion. So mm -hmm. um, I moved here uh, again and I was working with people who were developmentally disabled, working in group homes. I was helping people, right? But it just wasn't like the right type of like help mm -hmm. uh, that I wanted to give. And so I was doing that. Um, I transitioned into, I always like networking, right? Mm -hmm. uh, with people. Um, so I would, so I, I transitioned to working for like an adult day program, still helping people with like activities of daily living and stuff like that. But I'm like, this is not fulfilling. This is not the type of help that I want to be helping. Um, then I got into workforce development, which means, um, for those who don't know, it's really helping build the workforce, um, now in Columbus, Ohio, our in-demand industries are like healthcare, hospitality. Oh, What's our other one? IT. So can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. So I worked in workforce development, helping people find career pathways in in-demand industries here in Columbus, Ohio. I absolutely loved it. I was a career consultant. So meaning I got to create career plans for people. I got to meet employers and link them with talent. Um, so I absolutely love that. From there, I started doing like facilitating and like training and then transition to HR. I'm trying to make this long story short, right? <laughs> um, I got into for-profit education. So working with colleges and career services and like, again, helping people link to their purpose, passion, or things that they're supposed to be doing in life. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Now, um, for four years, I worked in like HR training. Um, again, I love to facilitate and teach and train people. Um, even though I'm an introvert, it's pretty crazy. I like to, I love talking to people and just, you know. Social introvert. But anyway, um, I'm a social introvert. And so Thanks. it was interesting. Like my job that I was at before my previous one, I'm not going to say any of my past names, but I will shout out my new job. New gang anyway, gang. Um, okay, sorry. <laughs> all while I was doing this, like I was tipping, dipping my toe into the modeling uh, scene here in Columbus, mm-hmm. Ohio. So I would do modeling here and there. I would do shows. Um yeah, I was here. I was modeling. Mm-hmm. I still do a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and did that's check my out, I put the link real quick. I did put the link <laughs> to her Instagram. If you have, you have to check her out because she is she is America's first top model. Okay, okay. <laughs> she so is silly. great at what she does with her craft for sure. Oh, thank you. You're and welcome. like you know, I've always loved fashion and I always loved styling and I was always trying to figure out a way to like incorporate fashion into my everyday life. And, you know, mm-hmm. I will be coming through with the fits at work, whatever, whatever. Um, again, in the in modeling. Um, so I was in HR, learning and development, building curriculum and training. It's just, it was such a good job, but it was so unfulfilling. And I'm like, I just don't want to be here. Like, to the point where I'd be crying, like Davina knows, like it was just a miserable. Yeah, you know? let's stop right there because before Ooh. she transitions into her what yes. she does now, because pretty much she's she's gonna share about like her career. Courtney's in the fashion industry, but Courtney and I, when I say we're close and we're like she's one of my best friends, like we have been kind of in these last few years really transitioning and transforming together and mm-hmm. we will cry listen we're both in our old jobs like i don't want to do this like what is my purpose like mm-hmm. i want to be doing what i know i'm called to do so it's just seeing her evolve into this next level of her life has been beautiful and yeah so share like what you do yes. now and yes. i don't know if you can share who you work for but like oh i can i'm gonna her. shout out my family yes you know um so before i share that it's so amazing because all through all this complaining and crying and being upset like this job came to me it came to you can you tell um, this story it, tell yeah this story. i am So I always used to say to myself, I would walk down um, like one of our major areas in Columbus is called the Short North High Street. It just gave me like New York City vibes, right? And I'm like, see more people down here. Like this is like, this is like the next fashion capital like in the U.S. And so I would be saying this and like and thinking these things and just visualizing like Columbus being like New York, right? So long story short. A friend of mine reached out to me. She called me. She's like, Court, I applied for this job. And I'm going to send you the rec- the requisition or the job description. I was like, okay, absolutely. She's like, because I don't think it's for me. Everything in this job description is everything that you have been talking about for the last five to six years that I've known you. And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. She sends me the job description. I read through it. Literally, all my passions, like connecting people um being in the fashion industry building curriculum uh organizing like events and around education building a workforce development program like all those things were things that I already know how to do mm-hmm. and it's centered around fashion, fashion. so it's like I feel like my entire career has led me to this point 
where I know how to do all those things that my job requires, except that it's in fashion now. So shout out to Columbus Fashion Alliance. We are a nonprofit organization Mm -hmm. whose job is to connect, create, and move fashion forward in the Midwest and in Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to be a part of like a movement like mm-hmm. we are the fashion capital of the midwest i don't care what anybody says you said what she said i said what she said i said what i said i said what i said and real quick with that yeah. courtney like i was on that journey with her too and she's like davina like I just feel like there's so much potential in the fashion industry in Columbus and I just want to be a part of it. And I see myself being a part of it and all these things she was telling me. So when she told me the description, I'm like, Courtney, this is literally for you. Like what in the world? So like, I even want to say to that, it's like, you really have to trust the process. I know that's a cliche thing to say and it's something, but you have to trust the process where you're at now, those building blocks. Like she said, the things she was learning from those other jobs were literally preparing her for where she's at now. And she's doing what she loves. She's doing in the field she loves, but she's able to take all that wisdom, all that knowledge and all those things she loves to do and do something to change her community. Like, yes, and real. that's the passion portion of it, right? Yes. Real quick, um, Nita, Nita, Vanita, she said, look, look at God. God. He will make okay. a place for you. So proud of you. Yes. That's Thank our cousin you. too, y'all. Hey, family. <laughs> yes. No, but that's real, though. And it's like, it was like God literally tailor-made that for me. Um, And even like... She said he and- been known. <laughs> He's been, been knowing. It's crazy. I can hear her voice. She's, I'm weak. I can't see that. I'm like, wow, I can literally hear her voice. Um, and like, I also feel like I have met so many wonderful people that I like, maybe I would have met them, right? But like, being, hey, I don't know how much I can divulge. Um, <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, no, you, you, you got like, you signed an NDA. We ain't trying to get you. Well, I had I did sign an NDA for something, uh, <laughs> but I can talk about this now. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's crazy. Like I didn't know. Like I'm like, dang, I signed NDAs, not talk about Listen, this. Like, big boss, um, girl. <laughs> to God be the glory, right? Okay. But we um i'm like i never thought i would get to so we have a major league soccer team here columbus crew like and um our production team was a part of like producing jerseys for the columbus crew and it's like wow dang i never thought like i would be like in a room with these people um and even just like some of my best mentors now i won't say best but like mentors that i have added like they are executives in the retail industry like and Mm -hmm. that's a big deal Mm -hmm. Um, you know that I never thought I would have the opportunity like Express Headquarters is here uh, Victoria's Secret Headquarters is here so I'm meeting these we call them C-suite executives Mm. like people who are making the decisions for things that y'all wear every day Mm. that we wear every day you know what I mean and these are some of the most humble like beautiful souls that I like have come in contact with who are willing to like help me like in my Mm. career journey and be a mentor to me because being in this role um, has definitely not been a cakewalk. I will say mm-hmm. it. And um, this is, we all say this, our team, the leadership team, we're like, this is a leveling up experience. Like mm-hmm. 
God is like forcing all of us to level up because mm-hmm. this is the first like Columbus Fashion Alliance like is the first entity here to really like take the community, connect the community to education in the fashion industry, to retailers in the industry, and create this ecosystem. So, like, this is a heavy lift for all Mm. of us, right? And so, and all of us are passionate, and I love the fact that some are from corporate retail. Mm -hmm. I'm from nonprofit, the Mm -hmm. nonprofit world, as well as the education world, and being a fashion enthusiast. So I add my own spin. Then we have a designer like a, who actually, you know, who was a very successful designer in New York Fashion Week and, you know, had crazy brand deals with people like. And so we're all sitting together, really mm. like trying to make Columbus a better community. And might I add this, our organization is specifically um, targeted to African-Americans. I love it. So love us, it. our people, you know. Mm-hmm. In the fashion industry, like, you know, as we can see, like, even just breaking down, like, and thinking about, like, what is the idea of beauty standards? Like, you know, mm-hmm. they don't really look like us. Like, mm-hmm. now that has evolved over mm-hmm. time. However, like, it's still some barriers for people of color. Yeah. Um, what is it, BIPOC now? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say, I got to say up on them terms. But, um, <laughs> you know, people of color to really break into the industry and, you know, Columbus Fashion Alliance, we're doing that. Um, mm-hmm. And I love it there. Again, I needed that push and that challenge in my life to level up. And, yeah. and I'm not done leveling up, you know. Not at all. So, not I mean, at all, for sure. And yeah. just hearing you even say, because I know we have here, there's different fashion brands and things. And we would, lo- mm-hmm. I would love to see us like, really yes. grow in the fashion world here being as odds part of near and dear to my heart but like mm-hmm. being able to say that you are now a part of that change that you wanted to see like how does that like you're a mom so that's one yeah. thing so you have this little girl looking up to you and being able to see these things like how is that kind of you're creating this legacy from her to be a change agent so like how does that play a part in your everyday life as a mom who is passionate about dreaming? Like you will get in a little yes, bit into the yes. dream, dream by Courtney Nicole is, yes. but like, how is that as a mother to helping you to carry on that legacy as well and that change? So it's beautiful because I feel like just our, our parents, I don't feel like they're really like went after the things that mm-hmm. they should have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reasons they may be. But for me, it's very pivotal and important for my daughter to see me, like, not living, like, what do they say? There's a perfect will and there's a permissible will, right? Mm-hmm. A permissible will, like, it's fine, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, you won't die, like, but it's just mediocre and it's okay. But, like, a perfect will is, like, no, this is what I have for you. Mm-hmm. This is who you are. Mm-hmm. and I love the, the fact that she gets to see mommy like doing the things that she loves even though I'd be stressed out sometimes like, <laughs> it's life um, it's life but I she gets to see me in my element like even to the point like where she comes to work sometimes like mm. um that's beautiful we have no it really is and mm-hmm. you know she'll be in the the, sew, the production lab where we have like industrial sewing machines or whatever like with some of the staff members or like whoever's in there, like she'll kick it in there. It was funny though. Cause she's like, 
you're not a designer? I'm like, no. Not I'm yet. Not. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, what? She's like, well, what do you do here? I was like, I organize the programs. I build programming. I That's what I do. She's like, well, that sucks. I'm like, okay, whatever. However, <laughs> she gets to see me in my space um, mm-hmm. and in my element. And even down to Dream by Courtney Nicole, uh, which I, you know, is my brand. I'm doing to really empower people to dream, live, and dream, live, be you. That's my tagline. But dream, live, and be yourself through mm-hmm. fashion and be okay with expressing who you are um, through fashion. So she sees me doing that. She helps me pick out outfits. Um, that's my own little personal stylist, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know. She is a creative as well. It's kind of funny. Um, she's more so, she loves fashion, but she loves art as well. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I can't wait to, I'm glad I get to live my life in front of her, like mm-hmm. not permissibly, but um, perfectly in the mm-hmm. sense of, you guys know what perfect means, right? Not perfect, like I'm not making any mistakes, but yeah. like um, with the way I'm supposed to be living it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um and she gets to see that. So that's beautiful. I love it. And you know, being a mom and chasing after my dreams, it took me a long time to finally chase after my dreams. I'm like, oh, I gotta throw my dreams away because now I'm a mom and like they come first. And it took me years to finally chase them. So, and it's seeing the impact it's making on my children. It's yes. a beautiful thing. And you're carrying on, you're, you're creating a legacy that she can be proud of even now, you know what I mean? And she's watching you and being inspired. Yep. So it's a, I love, I love that part of um, the journey is having these, these beautiful children mm-hmm. that drive me crazy. Okay. they drive And me let crazy. me tell you this real quick, something that the, the most beneficial, one of the most beneficial things my mom has said to me um in the last few months um was she gonna be gone you need to live your life and she said not neglect your children but you can't live for her Mm -hmm. she said look at you you're gone you ain't been back and And that's good mama i said come through okay she said said, once once they're gone it's just you It's you and your partner or whatever. Like, you know, for my parents, you know, it was Sorry, real quick. Marcus like, said, not the kids driving you crazy. Listen, they act like me. So it's like two oh, extra me. And I drive myself crazy. To Marcus has said, <laughs> send them to the oh, uh, giant. Not scared straight. Uh-uh. <laughs> all right demarcus that's enough for i jo- get you on here <laughs> no for real that's funny i was wondering if anybody was gonna catch that i was like they drive me crazy so i guess crazy. i didn't catch it that's funny. They do. I love. They know, but they lo- mm-hmm. listen. I wouldn't trade them for the world. Okay, that they part. Like me, and they are amazing. So yeah. What they say, I don't play, but that one here. Right, right there. Okay, these two right here. Rodney, remind you know, mommy play. loves you. Okay, I drive <laughs> <I'm> crazy. <laughs> that is funny. No, but you gotta live for you, right? Yeah. Like, when you live for you. Your kids naturally see you living in the perfect will for your life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then that helps unlock and cultivate things that are inside of them. Like, yeah. Yeah. your kids are you. Like, yeah, they are. They're definitely a reflection. You know? So, 
So. Go after your dreams, parents. I know there's people out there even now that are like, mm -hmm. I can't because I got this. Listen, even take one mm -hmm. step towards your dreams because them babies are watching and they yes. want to, you are their leader. Like you are their role model and be the best version of that you can be for them. Okay. okay. So I want to talk you let let it just you were had me thinking about this 13-year-old Courtney that oh yeah had that statement made to her about you being you were the only for those who are just tuning in she at, at 13 she was writing um a blog for a newspaper mm -hmm. right and so she was the only black girl black person and uh, a racial comment was made that kind of you know, broke her spirit and broke her confidence. And now you are leading a, in a program that is built to change people and help them in the, the fashion industry. So tell me how that has felt for you because from that insecure 13 year old girl that got her spirit crushed to now making such a huge impact in the fashion world in Columbus. Let me tell you something. Like, I ha I've been having to self-correct myself a lot with, mm -hmm. like, being in the background, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, no, like, I would be so shy. Like, like I'm Courtney. I work with the education department. They're like, stop saying that. Mm -hmm. You are the head. Period. Of education and program. And Period. I would be so uncomfortable because it's like, no, I don't want to be like, oh, she thinks she did. Um, however, I started to change my language. Like, no, I am the head of education and mm -hmm. program. However, that doesn't mean anything, but the impact means so much more. Yeah, At the yeah. end of the day, if I had no title, I wouldn't care. Um, I feel like this role has like definitely increased my confidence because I'm giving back and I'm pouring back into my community um, that I know is going to extend far beyond. Um, I was saying we have our 13 or not 13 weeks nine-week summer internship for high school students interested in the fashion industry and like those kids are like those are my babies so I'm gonna miss them when they leave however like it brings you to such a level of like humility mm -hmm. um for me I will say um and I feel like I am a servant to mm -hmm. them and helping them get to their next so mm -hmm. I hope that answered your question I think I yeah did. well kind of because I was talking cool. yeah but well, no, it didn't. Okay, <laughs> I'm like, no. did I answer her question? <laughs> how is that 13? Like, how do you feel now? Well, you kind of did because you did say that you know you're still learning to not be in the background and you're talking yes. to yourself more in a positive way, which is mm -hmm. definitely something. Even as a a confidence coach, I teach my my clients I don't even like mm -hmm. calling clients like they're 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 my my family or whatever I don't know I gotta mm -hmm. get out of clients because I feel like that's not anyway but like I teach you have to talk nicely to yourself I know yeah. like, we talk about affirmations and and looking yourself in the mirror and I know that sounds so like uh but it's so helpful like you have every negative thing about yourself you need to say something positive about yourself every negative thing you think you need to say out loud something positive about yourself even if you don't believe it yet keep mm -hmm. saying it and i bet you you'll believe it okay i just gave y'all some free coaching advice okay no she did okay, <laughs> take that that. just slide in my dms but literally like that's the truth so you're saying like you're saying you're still learning that and that's yeah. a lot to unlearn and learn how to be kind to yourself when you've been almost conditioned 
from 13 to now being an adult woman to think a certain way that might not feel like you're enough, but you are enough. And you're, the impact you're making on other people is showing you like, oh, I'm enough. Like people look up to me. I'm making an impact in these young, young kids' lives um, and things like that. I can't hear you. Oh, shoot. I think you broke, you froze too. Can you hear me now? Okay. I can hear you now. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You were frozen for a minute too. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. But yeah, so I want to, um, so I always like to, you know, talk about ha- confidence. Let's, let's talk a little bit about more about that. Like, what do you feel like in this journey you've been on? Like, what does confidence look like to you? Mm, oh, that's a tough one. I usually can think quick on my feet. Um, What'd you say? You breaking up. Oh, I think it's your phone. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure everybody can hear me before I answer. I can hear you, but you're, you're I think like you're frozen. Really? Oh, no. I think it's your phone. Let me get you out and then come back you're in. Frozen. Oh no. Uh, hold on sorry guys look it's always when things get good hold on all right is that better no i'm sorry i can yes i can hear you okay okay so um repeat that again you said what how do i what does confidence look like to you what did you say oh it's i wonder try to move your phone me, I got. I'm good. I got full bars, girl. Same. Look, radius don't play about the uh, <laughs> about the connection. I don't know what's going on. It's always when it gets good. Sorry, y'all. Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Okay, so can you ask me the question again? Yes, so sorry I can. Sorry. No, it's all good. Listen, technology. But um, no, I said that, you know, on this journey, while, you know, Divinely Crown's all about confidence and self-love. So I asked, like, what does confidence look like to you now at, after all the things you've been through? So confidence looks like to me, um, the second time you said the question, I thought it were great. Mm. Um, and if you're not able to, if I'm not able to grace myself, like give myself grace through my life and through my process, my confidence is already diminished, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have, you don't even have a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate to say it that way, but you, like it diminishes your likelihood to think of yourself in a positive light mm-hmm. when you're not giving yourself grace. So for me, it starts with giving yourself the grace to grow and to learn and really putting in the time and effort to know who you are. I think Mm -hmm. the most, the people who lack the most confidence, like here's the thing I see, and we all see it. We see beautiful people and like on the outside, but like on the inside, they don't even know who they are. And they have Mm -hmm. like some of the most beautiful people have the lowest self-esteem and lack Mm -hmm. of confidence. Right. Um, and I attribute that to not knowing who you are. So not knowing who you are, like truly, like to the deep depth of like, this is what makes me mad. 
This mm-hmm. is what gets me excited. I know if I go over here, I'm gonna have a headache. Like, like even that deep. I know it sounds so crazy, like, but like I even know my body so well. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm about to get a headache or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, knowing yourself that deeply, even the ugly parts that you hate, right? Mm. Um, yeah, that part. Mm-hmm. And those things that you don't tell people that mm-hmm. only you and God know. However, really bringing all those things up and like, hey, look, I am this, I am that, I have these tendencies, but here are the good things as well. And really coming into and accepting all those things about you and then figuring out what to do with some of those things. You keep some of them, you throw some of those things away. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you begin to evolve as a person and then you give yourself grace when you fall short. Mm -hmm. That's confidence. That's so sad. Okay, break it down then. That was good. I'm sorry. sorry. That's just. (laughs) I know. And I love, I I started that question like in the beginning of me even starting Divine the Crown, obviously, because we're all all about that here. But like hearing the different ideas and the different ways that women or, or people look at confidence is a beautiful thing. And it also is probably helpful to a lot of people that are like, it's only about the appearance, but like, that's why I teach with, I'm not trying to, well, I am, I mean, y'all do need to come. Oh yeah. It's a part of it. I'm like, correct. I try to tell people confidence <laughs> yeah. isn't just about your looks or how you look. It's about how you feel about yourself, accepting those things, those, those flaws and, and really mm-hmm. embracing them and giving yourself grace for them and, and figuring out how to do that. Cause people don't know how to always do that. So yeah. I love how you broke that down. Go ahead. Oh, you know, I just, I just, I had to think because it's like yeah. I think people think confidence from a superficial level, and yes, that's fine. If very you do, much. That's okay, but I'm very much deep. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I look for the like, no, like, what does this mean internally? Like, is my soul confident? Mm. You know, because if my soul is confident, like, it just is going to radiate. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And I got the drip. That's the case. Yes. Oh, because she do. Like, I'm telling y'all, go to her Instagram. So speaking of that, (laughs) I know you kind of touched a little bit, but you have a brand that you're growing. Um, Real quick, hold on. This is Latoya. She said, this was such a mature and very needed conversation. I love you too forever. Oh, you know I love you too. Yes, you know, you know. She coming soon too. Latoya about to come with that heat too. Listen, you just don't keep bringing all the queens out. Y'all don't know. I just got people up my sleeve under this crowd. It's just, I can't wait. All these conversations have just been giving me so much life but um we touched on a little bit about you know dream by courtney nicole it's a growing brand that you have do you want to share some more about what that is for the people so uh uh, dream by courtney nicole is my brand and the goal of the brand is to help people um really become who they are by showing them through the lens of fashion um, and just through lifestyle. So like, I like to share my real life um, on my social media page too, because we are, we're not parts of a person. Like we are an entire person. So fashion just happens to be like my largest outlet um, into showing people how to dream, live, be you. And dream stands for direction, realized, executed and manifested. So really taking people on that journey to like who are you right who are you and how do you even make the inside once you figure out who you are and what path you are on match the outside 
And so mm-hmm. some of those inside things that you guys may see on my uh, Instagram, obviously personal development is super important for me. So mm-hmm. I like to show my fitness journey. Um, mm-hmm. And I also like to, I have been, lately been kind of given like just words of wisdom um, mm-hmm. from the inside. Those are my like internal things. And I guess working out is like outside, but you know, Whatever. It's inside too. Listen, it's, it's, it's need, we gotta listen. I, I need to go back to working out, but yes, but yes, it's definitely inside yeah, too. Man. But the outside <laughs> is the fashion. Um, and then I skate. I haven't posted any skate things in a while. I, I know really she's been. a great skater. I bought yeah. skates from her for, because of her and, and her inspiration, and I would love to use them one day. But Courtney but is a, a great skater as well. Y'all gotta check her out with that. <laughs> no, but I just like to share my life uh, with people, and um, by the end of this year, I'm gonna be implementing so. Last year, I took a, a, a long, long break. Um, mm-hmm. My dad passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, most of you probably already know that. But um, I just had to kind of figure out, like, what do I want to do? Where do I want to take my brand? But at this point, again, we're still encouraging. I'm still encouraging people through fashion. However, by this fall, my goal is to get my styling um, business back up. Yes! I myself a style coach. Y'all heard it here first. Okay, so, you heard it yes. here on Divinely Crown Conversations podcast. She's about to be styling, and I'm telling you, if you look at her yes. um, page, like she knows what she's doing. Okay, Absolutely. she's in the fashion industry, so I definitely would recommend you, you know, checking her out, keeping up with her, so you can get styled. Because some of y'all be needing it. I style virtually. It <laughs> I've done and you, she styles too, virtually, so. so you don't even have to be in Columbus. Okay, <laughs> we need. We're gonna try to. We're definitely gonna have Courtney coming to Erie. Divinely Crown will put on something real big, not just soirees, hey. but I got stuff up my sleeve, and she'll be here doing fashion things. So just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, Let's, that's that's Dream by Courtney Nicole, and yeah. honestly, um, even just have a love for upcycling, thrifting. So you're just really seeing my fashion journey, really. And it's just inspiring you to, like, you know, there's no box for fashion. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I hate being put into a box. Just mm-hmm. I am. As you it's can so, see. <laughs> and as you can see, it's so funny because people, I'm like, I'm a minimalist at my job. They're like, uh, ain't nothing minimal about that. Oh, I'm, I'm like, trying to tell her. She's like, I'm like, no. No, ma'am. No. However, I'll keep that delusion in my head. I am yes, <laughs> That's what they told me. I was like, you're delusional. I'm like, I guess so. But you are in a state of delulu. You're in a state of delulu. But I, my goal is to just really inspire people to dream, live, and be themselves. You know, mm-hmm. whatever that means for you from a fashion standpoint, from a hobby standpoint, um, from a physical standpoint, like, we got to be comfortable in our own skin, right? Mm-hmm. And we have to be comfortable in life. I won't say comfortable, but we have to be on a path to who we truly are, to mm-hmm. to completely live in contentment and be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it. And that's all. So uh, with all the things you have said tonight, which this has definitely been a very needed and mature and powerful conversation, which I already knew was going to be, but like this journey you've been on, I always like to ask the question, like, 
what would you tell that young, let's take it back to 13 year old Courtney. Cause that one, it really stuck out to me to know that, that about you. So what would you tell her at the age you are now, everything you've been doing? Um, what would you tell her? Three words. You are enough. Mm, yes. Period. You are enough. Yeah. Because I am enough. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You've always been, but I'm so <laughs> glad that you have you've been learning that more and more. And listen, you are making a huge impact. You know, I'm proud of you um, and just everything you're doing. But I'm gonna give you your flowers after you tell me. Anything I might have you wish, I always like to leave, I like to say the throne or the, the royal mic, whatever you want to call it. So it's all royal over here, okay? Okay. But, <laughs> um, for, room for anything you wish I would have asked you, anything you want to say, like, I like to leave that space for you to do so. Yeah, honestly, like, I just thank you for this opportunity. Um, I think sometimes we take for granted opportunities um, mm -hmm. and don't realize like certain opportunities are a part of our path and we mm -hmm. might. Um, and I also want to say this, like just watching you has really helped me just want to do more with my brand and not completely throw it away. And just, you know, because we, you deal with those things as mm -hmm. like, you're starting something. It's like, nobody's supporting me, mm -hmm. but it's like, no, stop crying. Get up. <laughs> this is what you're meant to do. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't post a lot about like my personal work mm -hmm. um, at like at my job, just because it's a lot. Um, yeah. I'd be posting all the time and not promoting my own brand. However, um, I say that to say you, what you're doing now, like just really has helped me in my work Thank life you. with CFA. So I oh. definitely appreciate that. Thank you. Um, oh, I'm yeah, happy. Don't make me cry. <laughs> no, for real, girl. I thought I was gonna cry, but you, we haven't. We didn't get that deep. So I'm like, let me just right. And I literally, but I really felt so like, and I was like, no, let me not, let me not cry. No, but I appreciate we don't have you. To do part two. No, we can. Yeah, like, but that's what I want to say. Thank you for this opportunity. Like, I don't take it lightly. This is serious. And just for everyone on here, like, thank you for supporting Davina, like, and Divinely Crown, because this is, you know, yeah, I'm on here. Like, she's interviewing me, but like, this is your baby. And mm. this is amazing how much support you have, like, just within your community. Um, well, it's our community, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 814 raised me, 614 made me. Yes. Um, and and I say that and I guess I do want to touch on that. So um, you know, born and raised in Erie PA, I know people are like, Oh, Erie, yuck, but I am so proud of my city because mm -hmm. the few times that I've been back, like I see you guys like really in Erie just wanting to make it a better place, like just for young professionals and just for young people. Like people, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know the demographic on the on this live right now, but I do know some of you. So I see that you, Erie is trying, right? And it can only get better. Um, and then just by having that pride in where I'm from and where I am now, when I say 614 made me, 614 made me into the person that, that I am right now. Mm -hmm. So I can actually come back, not to live, come back to, not come back to live. <laughs> she was so just I, can, I just want to be clear. <laughs> so, but so I can come back and pour into mm -hmm. like my city, like, 
I think too many people just leave and be like, oh, yeah, forget Erie. But no, like, I love it. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like, having an appreciation for where I come from um, and, like, being gone for so long, it just makes me appreciate it more. And I'm already community-oriented. I'm already doing things in my community now. And I want to bring that back to us. I don't know Mm -hmm. how that's going to happen, when that's going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. We're going to figure it out. This girl should be coming back to Erie. Because (laughs) I owe that. Like, I feel like I owe that to to my roots. Like, I will always be a 1-4 girl, period. Period. And I'm proud of it. The end. Yes. I love it. Oh, yeah, girl. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. You know, I love to give my flowers. So I just want you to know, I am so proud of you. Like from the bottom of my heart, like the girls, even hearing, like I talk to you all the time, but hearing even things that you didn't share before and being able to share them and what you've overcome. And I thank you for your transparency. Like so many people in the comments are like, even Brittany, she's like great conversation. Like I love having these conversations where people really take what I say when I say real honest, open and transparent. And, mm-hmm. and I thank you for that impact you're making, not in just in Columbus, but now you're going to bring back to Erie and just, I'm so proud of your growth and just thank who you, you are. And listen, it's only the beginning for you, cousin. Yes. Okay. So thank you for saying yes to being on my podcast. Like I said, everybody, make sure you go and check her out on Instagram. I put the link in the description so you can find her easy peasy thank yes. you to everyone who has co- joined this conversation you guys bring me so much joy like it doesn't make any sense y'all don't know how much it means to me for you guys to interact and you know these impactful conversations that i desire to have so thank you everybody tonight for tuning in those who will listen yeah. on you know spotify and apple and y'all just remember that you are divinely crowned i love y'all and have a great night or whenever you watch this have a great day <laughs> bye right. thank you again yes for sure i'm gonna click off and then we'll, we'll i'll call you if i if this hangs okay. up okay all right